My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes for Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Heroes for Her. It is my pleasure to welcome back on the show, Crystal Stein. We had Crystal on way back in March of 2016, and I am so excited that we get to catch up today because I feel like so much has happened. Um, a quick intro for those who need it. Crystal makes her living as a writer. She is the author of Creative Basics, 30 Days to Awesome Social Media Art. She is also the creator of a really popular course called Clarity Coaching, the editor of Craving Connection, and the host of the annual Write. 31 Days Challenge. Most recently, though, she is encouraging women everywhere to pursue what she calls holy hustle, a work hard, rest well lifestyle that chases faith instead of fame. She lives in Pennsylvania with her husband, Matt, and their daughter, Maddie. Crystal, welcome back to Heroes for Her. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be back. Oh, me too. I can't believe it's been two years since we recorded our original episode. I feel like so much has happened. So much has happened. I was looking back at that. I was like, oh, I was on there. I was on like page three of your podcast. <laughs> I know. It's like it's the 10th early episode. On. It's so early. Um, I just, I, but I love that we get the chance to catch up right now. Like what's been going on in your world? How's Maddie? I mean, how's all, I mean, everything that's going on, like there's so much. Will you just kind of just let us know and I guess catch us up from like the last episode to now? Oh, so it's a quick two-year recap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything is so good. I mean, right now we're recording. It's April, but Pennsylvania thinks it's still winter. It snowed yesterday, which makes zero sense to me. I was talking to my in-laws. They are they are so upset about the snow oh, situation. <laughs> Of well, because we're recording we're supposed- in San Diego, and they're you know they can see us in the background, and it's sunny, and our windows are open, and they're real sad. <laughs> I'm sad about that too because it's supposed to be spring soccer season here and Maddie plays soccer. This is her fourth season playing and she's had three canceled practices and a game where the other team never showed up. So they scrimmaged and it was fine, but it's not quite what we had in mind when we signed her up for this. So, so um, but things are so good. And let's see, in the last two years I have, let's see, I'm no longer working for Encourage. I can't remember if I was working for Encourage when we last talked. I think you were. Uh, I think I was, Mm so I'm no longer working with that ministry, but I am doing freelance writing for a nonprofit that's based out of Austin, which I love. I'm working part-time at my church, which is such a blessing, and I also do some freelance editing for a website called Love God Greatly, which is just wonderful. They translate their Bible studies and devotions into, I think, 19 different languages for women all around the world, so they have access for free to these devotionals into scripture, which is just incredible, the work that they do. So on the job front, that's that's kind of what I'm doing. And I have a book that's coming out and just God has been so good. I'm having so much fun right now. Um, it's the busiest I've ever been, but it's also probably the healthiest and least stressed and uh, not burnt out that I've ever been. Um, which is, so it feels kind of like that shouldn't be happening for as much as I'm doing. But I don't know, God's been teaching me a, a few things here and there about striving and serving and resting well. So 
I'm learning. I'm trying to learn. Well, I love that we get to talk about it. And even as you just relayed like all of the things that you're doing now, you know, whether it's like freelance work and editing and writing for this nonprofit and working at church. And it's like that, even as you described it, I'm like, oh my gosh, is she being pulled in all these different directions, right? Like there's so much to do and like the busyness of that, because all of these different responsibilities require different things. But then you, you have this message, this idea of holy hustle. And I want to talk about, I want to really give you a chance to unpack that today because it's, it's something from the second I heard it, the idea of working hard and resting well, and that those can be in a, in a well-balanced lifestyle, um, really spoke to me as an entrepreneur and somebody who worked in the, you know, in the traditional work environment as a teacher for such a long time and is now kind of piecing together life and finances and everything that that we're doing with Bible Bells. It just spoke to me personally. So we talk about just, I don't know, when when God gave you the idea for the book, like how did you, in the season of life that you're in where you're doing all these different things, how did you like sit down and really get that word from him? And then what did that even look like? Oh, I love that question so much. It has been, you know, honestly, probably since the last time we talked, it's been about a two-year journey that God's taken me on. And it really started way before that, um, whenever God started to really try to refine and redefine in my life how I viewed success and failure and where I was putting my worth. So I always had a dream of what my career was going to look like. I was ne- I never dreamed about my wedding day, but I always knew I was going to have a career of some sort. I knew I, you know, I had dreams when I was little of, you know, being a magazine editor in New York City and wearing super cute shoes walking down the street. And, you know, now I've been to New York and I'm like nobody wears cute shoes when they walk. They all wear sneakers with their cute outfits. Um, but I knew that I had a heart for work. And whenever I first graduated from college, I got a job at a bank, which I was an English major working at a bank, which was the worst possible combination. Um, did we and talk after, about the fact that I did that too? Have we ever talked about we, that? I think oh we my maybe gosh. have. I was the worst bank teller ever. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, it was a blessing to everybody whenever a position in marketing opened up because I was like, well, I don't know how to do any of that, but it can't be harder than counting people's money correctly. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so... So I, you know, I did, I did the corporate life thing for seven years and I, you know, climbed the corporate ladder, did everything that I thought I was supposed to, to make sure that I had the title that I wanted. And I, I did, I became an assistant vice president before I turned 30 and I had, you know, the office and the business cards and everything. And, you know, during that time, God was also calling my husband and I, we'd been married for about five years at that point, And he was, you know, really putting on our hearts to start a family. And at that point, it was kind of like, well, all right, that seems that seems kind of nice. But you know, if it happens, great. But you know, I'm really focused on my career. And so we ended up, you know, God really softened my heart toward becoming a mom. It wasn't a dream that I ever had for myself. But you know, God can do amazing things. And so we decided we wanted to start a family. And our first pregnancy ended in miscarriage. And then we had Maddie, uh, and she's six now. And so that was amazing. I mean, she was an answer to prayer that I never knew that I, I was even praying. And so, you know, we were still pretty newly married. And now we had a little girl and our family. And I was trying to keep one foot in this corporate life. And I was trying to figure out how to be a mom. And you know, it was really hard for me. And finally, God was like, listen, you are putting all of your worth 
all of it in this job and in this title and in what you can do. And so I ignored him for a while because I'm stubborn and, you know, I knew he was asking me to do something different. Uh, but it ended up taking me getting fired, which was another loss that I had to really try to wrap my head around. You know, we had this little girl and now I didn't have the source of income or the job title. And what was I going to tell people that I did if they asked? And so it was really the beginning of God taking me to probably where I felt my lowest and really didn't understand what my identity was at that point because it had been in so many other things that were now gone that God started to be able to work in my heart and say, all right, we're going to start just, we're going to start all over. And so it was during that time, I remember sitting in our church during one of the services, it was probably Mother's Day, honestly. Um, and I only say that because it was a message about Ruth and I kind of feel like that's, <laughs> that it feels appropriate for Mother's Day sermon. Um, but I was like, okay, you know, I, I know the story, so I'm, I'm skipping ahead, right? I'm like, okay, yeah, Ruth and Naomi, here we go. Yep, famous verses, everybody knows this. So I'm like, all right, what else is in here? So I'm, you know, scrolling on my phone because that's how I read my Bible now. And God just took me to the part of that scripture where Ruth goes out and works in the field. And I was, you know, I was in this moment where I'm struggling to figure out what's my identity and how does work play into this? And was it wrong to love working so much? And now I'm, you know, I was doing freelance work and I was doing, you know, some other things. I was working from home and that kind of felt like I couldn't explain that very well. And I was trying to be a good mom, but that really wasn't going well either because I don't know how to do that. I still don't. I've been doing it for six years. So <laughs> I'm still pretty terrible at that job. Um, but I just really felt like God was saying, you know, I have a message about work in scripture for you. And it was, that was the beginning, like looking at Ruth and saying, okay, look at how she worked. So she went out into that field by faith because Naomi instructed her to do so. But, you know, she didn't go next door and ask the neighbors if there were better jobs. And she didn't go look at, you know, job postings to see if there was something that would maybe make her look a little better, that wasn't, you know, the worst job out there that, you know, her hands wouldn't get dirty. Like she just, there was a job she needed to do and this job was going to provide for her family. So she went out to the field and it was through that obedience to God and to her family and her loyalty that Ruth was able to go out and be part of something that put her in a position to be recognized by Boaz, which put her in the lineage of Jesus, which she never would have known. I mean, it's not, that's not why she went out there, but it says, you know, she was recognized for her hard work and it was pointed out to Boaz, you know, that she showed up first thing in the morning and she worked until it was time to take a break and she took a break and then she went back out and she kept working. And the part that I didn't realize as I looked more into that is that she didn't just do that for one day. I think, you know, I would read that and be like, oh, that was nice. She went out there for a day and got a whole bunch of food. Um, but that wasn't it. It was two harvest seasons that she did this. And so she wasn't just out there to do the bare minimum. She was out there to work until the job was done. And it was through her work and her obedience and her loyalty, you know, and knowing when to take a break and how to recharge so she could go out and provide for her family again. That was what really struck me about that story. And I never read it in that way before. And so it was just this light bulb moment for me where God was saying, listen, there is nothing wrong with work. 
there is nothing wrong with rest, you know, but it's finding that balance where you're not working so hard that you're striving, you know, or you're not resting so much that you're lazy, you know, it's finding this sweet spot where it's also not about you. And, you know, for me, that's where Holy Hustle came from, where, you know, this, it was reclaiming the word hustle and then making the work about building God's kingdom and not my own. Oh, I have so much to say. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I, well, I love it too, but you know, I grew up and my parents grew up in the same generation too, where like you pride yourself. And it's even as I say that, I'm like, oh my gosh, pride is just the enemy of what God has planned for us. Right. But we pride ourselves on our ability to work hard, to have a strong work ethic. Right. And Mm -hmm. the world right now, even though everyone talks about like, you're really supposed to rest and carve out this time for you. Like the world promotes this 24 seven nonstop you got to hustle, you got to grind, and it's necessary for you to achieve worldly success. Like you have to work yourself to the bone. That is just that is just the world we live in. So you talked a second ago about okay, so you're in church and you read the story, and I, it's so funny that you bring up Ruth too because I'm I'm thinking through it, going even just that section of the Bible. It's just it's that whole story is relayed in such a short amount of time. You can kind of glaze past it, and not really understand like Ruth did that very consistently over time, which is mm-hmm. such an important point. But you talked about like reclaiming the word hustle and what it truly means and why we shouldn't necessarily be afraid of that word and then calling on the things that we can find in scripture to understand how God wants us to work and pair it well with rest. So will you just talk a little bit about what what the word hustle means to you? Yeah, well, you know, it was fun. I, I am a sucker for any kind of a Bible study that will take me back to the root of a word. Like I want to know what the word meant in the original language. And then I want you to tell me also where all it shows up in the Bible. And I want to, I want to see all that, you know? And so I was like, well, we're going to talk about holy hustle. I need to know what it means. Not what everybody is telling me it means, not what Instagram makes it look like it means. I want to know what it means. And there are about a thousand definitions of it, honestly. But the one that I really focused on was that the word hustle just means to work energetically. And I was like, well, that's not bad. And instantly, like as soon as I read that definition, I was like, okay, there are so many scriptures that I am just thinking of right now. And the one was Colossians 3.23, where it says, um, oh, I just blanked on it. It work hard. uh, uh, Let me look it up. I'll look it up. Give me a second. But it's basically about, you know, working as though you're working for God, you know, and not man. And so doing all like working hard, no matter what you're doing. Um, super wrong, uh, paraphrase. <laughs> that's, that's no, I like paraphrase. that. But that, that is, that is what it is though. Cause it's like you and you, oh, it's so funny. Cause you can say that that's such a profound thing to say where it's like, where you're thinking of, okay, I'm going to work. I'm going to commit this work that I'm doing to the Lord. And mm-hmm. I love that you just said, like to work energetically, because even as I think of like my own time as an athlete, right? Like you, we were told, and my dad, I mean, this was like, as soon as my dad could coach me when I was six years old, he was talking to me about hustling, right? And hustling wasn't like you, and I played softball. So you, you get your glove, you get your cleats, you get everything ready. And you like, you get out onto the field and you don't walk when you're out there. It doesn't right. mean that you sprint to each of the stations. It doesn't mean that you just, that you like work so hard that you work yourself into fatigue, 
but like a consistent hustle through your practice mm-hmm. is just it's is you working energetically it's you bringing enthusiasm and energy to the work that you're doing it's not necessarily like this this thing that's going to make you so incredibly tired that you're just worn out by the end exactly okay so here's the message version which is a much better paraphrase of what i said so it says don't just do the minimum that will get you by do your best Work from the heart for your real master, for God, confident that you'll get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. So, you know, to me, I was like, that, that's what hustle is. That's, you know, God giving us the opportunity and the privilege and the gifts to be able to do work. So whatever that looks like, it's going to look different for all of us. So whether you are keeping small children alive every day or you know, delivering mail or making coffee or running meetings in a boardroom or, you know, running your own business, whatever that looks like, maybe it's serving, maybe you're retired and you're in what a friend of mine called, you know, a season of the ministry of availability, right? And so, which I just loved. And, you know, whatever that is, wherever God has you right where you are, isn't a mistake. And the gifts that God's given you to use in that space to honor him, to work with energy to grow his kingdom, that's where you're meant to be. And that's what holy hustle is. And whenever you start doing that, you start looking at the people who are right in front of you, you know, whether they're, you know, three months old or 83 years old, you know, those are the people God's calling us to serve for him. And yes, if he wants you to do that on the stage, he will put you there. And yes, if he wants you to do it online, he will open that door. But, you know, there's something so special about being able to just stop and say, God, who is right outside my door, in my church, in my grocery store, in my community, at my daughter's soccer games? You know, who is it that you're asking me to use my gifts and talents that you've given me to honor you? And, you know, for me, when it came to writing, it's one of the things that God just won't let me stop doing. I've tried. (laughs) I've tried to give up. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. And he's like, well, no, no, you're going to keep doing it. Um, But, you know, for me, whenever I get in that space where I have stopped trying to build my own platform and I've stopped trying to build my own kingdom and I'm just sitting down and honoring the women that God wants to have, hear the story that he's downloaded to me. I love that phrase so much. Um, You know, it, it brings me joy and it gives me energy. And even, you know, I'm an introvert, but even going and speaking at a women's event where I get to encourage women that what they do matters, that God sees what they do. God sees what you do, even in those invisible moments in the laundry room where you feel like you're drowning in dirty clothes or, you know, while you're doing dishes or while you're running meetings or in the carpooling, whatever that is, God sees you and he has given you influence and you are a leader because you believe in Jesus and he has called us to a life of faith and action. And that's the kind of hustle where we get to serve others and we get to outdo one another in honor. Like it says in the book of Romans, you know, that is what Holy Hustle is about. Oh, it's so good. I, um, I know part of like the research that you did for this book and like, you, you know, you're writing from your own perspective and you're using personal stories, but you collected a lot of stories from other women to include in this book. Like how much fun was it to not only write from your heart and your experience, but to be able to, to gather all of these women together, these collective voices for the same message and let them share their unique perspectives. Will you talk about that? Oh, it was such a blast. And your story is part of it, which I love so much. Um, but I just, I felt like one of the things that I wanted to do was, 
you know, I had the, I was given the gift of being able to write this book, which is a true gift because I've tried it before on my own and got rejected by everybody. And so to be able to do this is not something I, I've taken for granted. And so I was trying to think about the best way to be a good steward of this opportunity and how could I make this really fun and how could I make it not about me, right? <laughs> because I'm like, I only have so much I can talk about. So I not only, so I share my story and we dive deep in the scripture, but my favorite, favorite, favorite part, and honestly my publisher's favorite part too, I think, were the stories I could include in each chapter from other women who I admire who live this holy hustle life where I know that they've gone through seasons where they've had to learn to set these boundaries, be able to learn to rest the way God created them to rest and work hard for him, but also be able to stop doing that when the work's done and uh, not strive. So yes, I, there are 11 different women who shared their stories in this book. And it was such a blessing for me because as a writer, you know, I write in a bubble all the time. I'm either blogging late at night or I have an idea and I'm like, well, that sounds fun for Instagram. I don't know if anybody else will agree with it, but I'll put it out there. <laughs> and so for this book, I, I knew what I, I knew the message God had been working out in my life, but to be able to have other women just answer a few short questions like, hey, what does holy hustle mean to you? And how has God redeemed, you know, this idea of hustle in your own life and have them share scripture that they didn't know I was planning to include in the book or to have them just say specific phrases that I was like, well, God also gave me that one. And he's encouraged me through that or to get a totally different perspective on it. You know, um, it was just, it was so encouraging to me to feel like, well, at least there's 11 other women out there in the world who also understand this message and get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so that was, it was such a, an encouragement to me, but you know, the women that share their stories, I mean, they are business owners and grandmothers. I mean, it's like every, it's a little bit of everything in between. And that was my heart was just to make it that no matter who picked up this book, whether you feel like you are a leader or like you do have influence or that you really understand what God is asking you to do with your gifts. I wanted women to be able to see themselves in these stories, even if they couldn't always see themselves in mine. It's so good because it's like, you know, you go, you go to a conference or you go listen to somebody speak, it's one perspective. And it's, I think, what, what honors God is, is compiling all of these different ways that he's speaking individually into, into a person's story and getting those all in one place so we can glean all sorts of wisdom from it. it just creates this, I don't know, this more complete, like more full um I don't know, opportunity for us to hear from him. So I think that the part of it that I'm really looking forward to is reading, not just because I contributed to one of the stories, but I'm excited to hear like what all of these other women had to say about it. Cause all of the women are, like you said, from different walks of life, like God's worked in so many different, extraordinary and sometimes simple ways in the lives of these women. But the, the message is the same, that we can work well and rest well in a way that honors him and we can grow his kingdom. And that has so much more value value than simply just trying to attain worldly success and trying to do it the way everybody else is doing it. I think that's what I appreciate so much about this book. It's been so good for me because, you know, I think that as I, as I was writing it and reading about the stories from these other women who, you know, they're going to be women that as people read this book, they're going to recognize the names of the women, but I intentionally left their last names off and I did not give them their 
fancy titles, I, you know, refer to them kind of more like the stage of life they're in or, you know, identified sort of the significant life moment that got them to where they understood what Holy Hustle meant. And then in the back, of course, you know, I give the full bio and everything um, so everybody can connect with them. But I just I love the idea that we can we can just gather around those stories. And I I think that there's something really special, too, about learning that, hey, how she works doesn't look like what I thought work was supposed to look like. And she doesn't rest the way that Instagram is or Pinterest is always telling me that I have to have quiet time with, you know, candles lit and soft music playing and all this, because frankly, I don't rest well that way. For me, resting well is not me in a quiet room by myself because that's me all the time. And that is not energizing to me. Like I'm practically a hermit anyway. If you mean, if that's the only way I could rest, I would be miserable. Yeah. You need more of exactly what you're doing all the time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I needed to just feel like more work. Um, you know, so it was very freeing for me to realize, listen, God is so unique. He created everything in the world. Why in the world would he ask me to rest exactly the same way as somebody else? And so to be able to realize, hey, here's what I do for my the majority of my time. So what's the opposite of that that could, you know, give my brain a break and just use a different part of my brain and give me that opportunity to live a life that allows me to go back and be inspired to write more. And for me, that's not doing anything in front of my computer. First of all, like there's, I can't on the weekends. It's just too much for me. I have to shut my office door. I have to shut down the computer. And if you see me on social media, it's going to look like we're really busy. It's going to not look like rest, but going and doing things and creating memories with my family, that is rest to me. Going to Hershey Park or going to visit my sister two hours away or you know, going out to the park, you know, on a beautiful Saturday, you know, doing all these things, it looks busy. But for me, that is where I'm focused on my family. And that's where I am able to just shut out the work and have those experiences that give me that opportunity Monday morning to be like, I'm ready to go. I've got something to say. God met me in these places that were away from the things that I do for my quote unquote jobs. And, you know, let's do it. Like, you know, and if I if I was just in a room by myself, you know, listening to music and with a nice candle, I'm sure I'd take a great nap, but I don't know that I would feel energized at all after that. So, you know, finding the freedom to really say, all right, God, how did you create me not only to work in a way that honors you, but to rest in a way that honors your incredibly unique creation? Because we are all so... Um, just so perfectly formed to do exactly what God needs us to do right where we are right now. And I think whenever we try to force ourselves into what somebody else is doing in their season right now, it really takes away from the impact that we can have on God's kingdom. Oh, that's so good. And I think too, I mean, even just, just to close our time together, that, that idea of, you know, if you spend time online or if you spend time looking out into the world to, to try to figure out what, what hustle and what rest look like, for other people, it, you're going to miss what God has inside your own life for you. 
Um, but I love the idea because, and I think why this book is going to be so important for people because it opens up a conversation. Like so much of the work or the thinking that we do as women happens just inside our own brain. And it's really what this is creating is like an invitation for you to even sit down with your husband or a good friend and chat some of these things over. Like so much is illuminated when we sit down together and talk about like, and maybe even ask the question one time and go, what does it look like for me to rest well? Like what, what kinds of ideas, like what, what really stirs my soul and gets me excited for the way that I can commit that time to the Lord and unplug and recharge. And what does that mean? And it's nice to have somebody like, like to let the scripture guide you, but to have another person to bounce those ideas off of, like even just as you're talking, I'm going, Oh my gosh, like family time recharges me in such a similar way. Like, and, and it does look very busy. Like for us, we don't, I mean, we do nothing on the weekends and it's, it seems probably very boring in our house, but it's cause we're just doing things together. We're not on the computer. We're not having phone calls. No one's checking emails on Saturdays. Like that's our day to go to the grocery store and go kick the soccer right? ball around. Like we, it's, it, it, it is busy, but it's busy in, in a way that recharges our family. But, um, those have come like that, those ideas and the way that we want to rest well comes from having conversations together, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not necessarily just you like, you know, scrolling through your feed going, Oh, that looks so relaxing or, you know, <laughs> yeah, I should be doing that. That's a really great idea. Um, oh my gosh. And when you describe like sitting next to a, you know, with a candle in a dark room, I'm like, oh, no, I'll just go to sleep. It makes total, it makes yeah. total sense. Listen, I love napping, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, and there is a place for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Take, listen, there's nothing better in the world than a Sunday afternoon nap after church. But you know, if I did that all the time, it'd be like me binge watching TV all the time. You know, it's fine to have that escape, but you need that balance. You need to have a little bit of control over it. You need to have, you need to know when to stop, you know, um, you need to know when to stop working and you need to know when to stop resting so you can find that sweet spot. And, you know, it was, it's fun to hear you say that this is a, a book that you could see yourself sitting down and and talking about with somebody because I intentionally did set it up so that there are discussion questions at the end and reflection questions because I want this to be a conversation that women can have together because I think that as we start talking about maybe what our, our preconceived notions of work are and hustle and success and failure, I think it's going to open a lot of doors to some freedom for women to realize, hey, listen, God did not make a mistake by asking me to do this or to live this way or to do this thing right now, it's all part of his plan. And when we stop trying to, to fit into a certain mold that maybe um, the world is telling us everything needs to look like, that we need to follow these definitions the world's giving us, we can start to see that hustle is just honoring God by being excited about the work that he's calling us to. That, you know, success for God's kingdom means, listen, we are going and making disciples and we are living lives that reflect what Jesus is doing in our hearts and that failure can just sometimes be God creating stepping stones into the path where he wants to get us to next, you know, because there's lessons to learn there and that that doesn't define us, but that can propel us forward into where God needs us to go. So I think as we have those conversations with one another and we get out of our own heads, right, and we stop assuming that everybody's living it differently or that everybody's thinking about it differently, And we can really start to see how God's using other women to build his kingdom. And then we can come together and we can honor them by 
sharing opportunities or working together and collaborating to grow his kingdom even more. And that to me is so exciting. Well, it's so awesome to hear you share just your heart and the message behind the writing that you've done for this book. I'm so excited to read it. Will you let everybody know just as we wrap up, where is the best place for them to connect with you online to find out more about the book, when it's coming out and all of the details? Yes. The best place to connect with me online is Instagram. I'm at Crystal Stein. The best place to find out more about the book, you can go to holyhustlebook.com and the book comes out on June 5th. And so if you happen to live in the Pennsylvania area, I have an open invitation. You can come hang out with me on June 5th that evening for our book launch party. I would love, love, love to see you there. Um, It's going to be really fun. So awesome. Crystal, thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to catch up with you next time. Yes, let's make it, you know, not two years, maybe. I know. <laughs> well, I got a plan, too. We were out in Pennsylvania sometimes, so we, we need to, like, yeah. get together physically, and I just want to give you a hug. <laughs> oh, and the girls need a play date. Yeah, Absolutely. they do. <laughs> let's would make love it happen. That, for sure. Thanks so much for being here, Crystal. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our conversation, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, thoughts about the episode, or ideas about how we can come together and support our girls, we would absolutely love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at BibleBells.com. Just let